Hi, welcome back to my little corner. Actually, welcome back to our little corner. So it's December. 2021 is finally getting over. And I know I say this too often, but there really is something magical about this time. If you think about it, it's almost like a purge. You're letting go of a bunch of stuff that happened through the year. You're just focusing on yourself and family and the next year. You're full of hope and love and kindness. Which reminds me, today I've called someone special over. Someone who not only embodies kindness, but is also extremely smart, helpful and full of love and light. But there's so much more to her than that. So I met Vismaya many years ago in Bangalore when I had just started working. Even back then, her honesty and warmth had really struck me. She came across as someone who didn't know how to be anyone but her authentic self. She's worked in advertising for many years and now a few really cool gigs later, she has started her own organization called The Orange Heart. Today, we'll talk about that and we'll also talk about what kindness really means at home and also at work. We'll talk about how we can all be more empathetic, how to be an empathetic leader and why empathy first organizations are so important today. Join us and we'll talk about all of this and more. And make sure you stick till the end of the episode because Vismaya has a little surprise for you. Let's get started. Hi, Vismaya. Hi, Asta. How are you? I've been good. I've been good. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's a good idea to say I've been good and but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's how life is, I guess. Yeah. How have you, yeah. how have you been? Good. Actually, you know, this time, like every time December starts, I start to feel more hopeful automatically. I think it's just the season. I agree. Yeah. And it's really nice that I'm ending the year uh, with a conversation with you because it's like, it's all things oh. nice and hopeful. And thank you. Thank you. It makes me really happy. <laughs> okay. So those of you who don't know, um, Vismaya has her own podcast and it's called Kind Kind and it's on Spotify. You can check it out. And Vismaya, I know that, you know, kindness is something that's really close to your heart. And you ask everybody on your podcast what kindness means to them. So I would like to start this off by asking you what it means to you and why is it so important for you to talk about it? Um, so one of the things that I figured was we all talk about kindness. We all talk about being kind to ourselves, kind to everybody else around us. But everybody has a different perception of what kindness means, right? And mm. uh, unless you understand how to give kindness, you wouldn't know what to do in order for somebody to receive that kindness. So when I dug deeper, I realized that for me, kindness meant just being able to be there for somebody and to be able to do things in the nick of time. So to my mind, it just feels like if you're not able to articulate 
whatever that is, right? Whether you're you're able to articulate it in words or in action, um, in the nick of time, it sort of loses its prominence and its importance. So this sort of came to the fore a lot when I was um, I was I was trying to sort of get resources together when uh, my entire family was down with COVID earlier this year, and strangers on the internet just came forward to help and they, they they had absolutely no expectation from me right and this lack of expectation mixed with being there for me and my family in the nick of time really meant that you know this was like the ultimate expression of kindness for me at least so i think just being able to say that hey you know what i don't need anything out of this transaction I I'm not going to treat this as a transaction and I am going to just do what you require at this point in time. Yeah. That entire entire act for me I think would be kindness. Yeah, I see what you're saying because you know we've always heard this even in moral science classes we've heard it oh be kind to one another and we've been like yeah it's it's common knowledge to be kind to one another you know it it sounds boring it's not like a very it's not anything interesting like nobody really ha- has discussions on kindness but uh, i've i've noticed that the true meaning of kindness like you said you know it's doing something uh, without expecting anything in return just because you know you're you're trying to be a good person that is actually not taught to us when we are growing up because i remember even my like my parents and you know like other elder people in my family used to say things like you know you should always help the other person out because you never know when they might come and help you so what are you what are you teaching children that it's a transaction that you mm-hmm. should do something helpful for your neighbors because they might help you sometimes we also do it because the other person is in a position of power so you will be na- you will be kind to your boss or your teacher or someone who at some point in time may be able to do something for you and i think true kindness is when you're doing something for someone who cannot give you anything in return mm-hmm. you know it's like you're just doing it because you're doing it from the goodness of your heart Yeah no i have to agree with the last part of what you just said um because this is also something that i've been examining and questioning right there are people that you respect and honor in your life you are forced to be kind to them but what happens when it is a fleeting moment you're not going to see that person ever in your life again perhaps right that is where your true um expression of kindness or your true intention behind kindness sort of comes into play have you has there ever been a time in your life when you have been unkind oh loads of times um and uh, this is um this is probably the point where we get super vulnerable in the podcast <laughs> where um, you know there is this equation that you have with people that you absolutely love and uh, you could call it i i i would say unconditional love within brackets because conditions apply <laughs> to your unconditional <laughs> love as well i feel like the people who are closest to me get the worst of it all my mother and whoever i've been in a relationship with because i feel like i was saying that i feel like i have to conform to 
um, people's version of me otherwise, but these are the ones that know me in and out. And therefore, they also stand to um, stand to bear the brunt of the of the dark side. So I, I think there have been occasions where just because I've gotten reminded of of something that happened in the past, something that you know possibly my mother was 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 the reason for or maybe she triggered um an event which which resulted in something that that got blown out of proportion or whatever i have deliberately been unkind to her which is not nice at all because poor lady if like every one of us she's also trying to figure life out right she's as as we go along and i think that there are these bouts when certain so, so certain um, aspects of you come to the fore, even if you want to keep them suppressed. Um, and and I think to a very large extent that happens when you don't have the vocabulary to articulate how you're feeling. For the longest time, I didn't know how to talk to my parents without either being super submissive or being super angry. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I think just not entertaining a conversation led to it sort of blowing out of proportion and becoming like an enraged conversation of course enraged conversations are not enraged conversations they are just shouting matches so (laughs) ultimately you're being so unkind to them for something that they possibly don't even recognize that they did which is sort of sad in retrospect oh god it's like i'm talking to myself I feel the same way. I treat my husband so poorly because I am PMSing or I am going through, I've had a bad day and sometimes he says something that triggers a childhood memory and there you it go. just comes out. You know why? Because I have repressed my emotions all my life. I feel like he's the only one actually with whom I am like a hundred percent myself. So, I mean, it's insane. <laughs> and I like apologize to him every day. <laughs> You know, if we understood where a person is coming from when they say certain things or don't say certain things, because silent treatment is also a form of uh, of, of expression, you will be able to resolve half the conflicts. And I think it's okay if we are going through a bad mood or if we have been triggered by something and we said something mean, mm. I think we don't need that added pressure of guilt. That, oh God, you know, I I screwed up again. I was mean. It, just say sorry and move on. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. that pain, that, that, that anguish had to get out of you in some form. And it's just, it's sad that there was this one person closest to you who was in the line of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And, and it's, it's, I feel really grateful uh, for all of those people who don't allow it to compound, you know. They just let it go then and there. Right? Yeah. Even in workplaces for that matter. When you know you can you can mess up and uh, not be held accountable to an extent where your where you know your 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 self worth goes for a toss, I think those spaces that certain bosses hold for you is precious. Is really really precious. Yeah. So and now that you brought it up, uh, I also wanted to talk about kindness at workplaces because I feel like it's. It's not just important, it's necessary. I realized that even though it's being talked about more, um, I think it's just, it's one of the buzzwords. I don't know if 
everyone is doing it it's just something that people like to talk about so i wanted to talk to you about your own organization that you've started which is the orange heart how did it come about what made you start oh there's a there's a story to this um but i think i'll answer the first bit uh, first bit of your question uh, before i get to that um so to my mind i feel that the organization in fact what is the organization culture the organization culture is what the managers are able to sort of permeate through the various levels of the organization right it has to be a top down approach it cannot be any other way so if you have somebody sitting at the helm of affairs who is okay with um you working 7 days a week you putting in 12 to 14 hours every single day you getting burnt out you not having a switch on switch off then there is a huge alarm that should go off in your head right and there there has to be a mechanism in through which you 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 sort of judge how kind an organization is and that's something that i would like to do um a lot of reading and research into because this is something that is extremely close to my heart um is there a way like how you have the happiness index is there a way that you can have a kindness index mm. specifically for workplaces for instance okay um three, three and a half years ago when i decided to leave i just wanted to take a step back um and and evaluate my life Hmm. also see the kind of person i was becoming um because it's a very scary thought when you look into the mirror and you don't see the person that you intended to be so i said i'm going to turn into a freelancer and i quite enjoyed my role as a freelancer i had enough flexibility i had a lot of ownership in terms of the work i was delivering but at the same time i had time to mold myself into the person that i wanted to become i also realized that there are certain aspects of the work that i can sort of pass on to other people who want to learn who want to grow and um, while doing that while the transfer of skills is happening it is also important to do that in a manner where that person feels held you know creating that space for that person to make mistakes to learn for the first time to have that safety net while they grow into their own so that's how the orange heart and the idea for the orange heart sort of came about where i said it has to be an empathy first organization there are no two two, two ways about it mm. it has to be an entity which can say no to clients if they are being rude to your employees it has to be an organization where transactional elements don't overpower the empathetic elements so for me it mattered that i was taking in people who were freshers who were finding it difficult to find their place in ad agencies and even if they did they were doing like menial jobs where they weren't learning a lot so there are small little things that you can change and uh, also when it comes to um, when it comes to clients right um, a lot of times we let bad behavior stay and brood hmm. Hmm. we don't call call clients out on their bad behavior and yeah. that again is not acceptable because at the end of the day they are humans they also need feedback um and yes they are paying you money but they're not doing charity they are paying you money because you are putting in all those hours of effort 
that culture is something that um, you know I wanted to uh, sort of build with the orange hat and um, yeah there are only two ways we go about it either we say you know what uh, this relationship is not working out so okay that are bang <laughs> or we just say would you like to have a conversation about what just went down and uh, if they are open willing to have a conversation willing to change themselves and create otherwise i'm sure they would find other agencies to work with so yeah that that is what i mean by empathy first organizations right where um you know there is a business transaction you know there is a monetary angle to the whole thing but can you tear up a check and say this is not working out for me because of your behavior towards my employees or towards yeah. me you know that's the reason i left advertising i just couldn't take it anymore because i worked at quite a few agencies and everywhere i saw this you know like you had to be subservient to the client because they were paying you money so you just had to deal with their put up with their toxic behavior and then stay till midnight in your office working on a pitch you know i just i was like this is not who i am even though i love the work i left yeah. it because just mentally i was going mad you know and that's so sad like you shouldn't have to leave uh, something that you love because of how toxic yeah. everything is yeah and you know what i've realized after all these years of working do so you know how people have this priority list in their head like when they're looking for a job they're like okay the most important thing for me is money then um brand then uh, flexibility or whatever like they have these two three things in their mind i've realized that my number one thing is the people or like the team or the culture honestly like i have left jobs where i was getting really good money or where the the brand or the work was amazing but i was really unhappy like deeply unhappy because i didn't feel like a person there or i didn't yeah. feel like i belonged because nobody looked at me like i was a person with feelings and emotions and i might have bad days and nobody's coming and sitting and having chai with me like what is this existence like my yeah, conversations but- every day should be and i'm not saying that every conversation has to be deep and meaningful like i'm okay with nonsense chatter i'm just saying that that is that is what i need more so even if the work is okay the money is also not that great but i have people around me who make me feel alive and you know i feel like that energy is working and we are all sitting together and just feeling happy existing with each other yeah like i feel like that's that's the best thing it just it just helps you wake up in the morning and love what you're doing you no know? but what i've also realized is money and the position and the badge value that you get by being associated with the brand all of these things are momentary right mm-hmm. so that bell curve that you see may be very steep for for all of these aspects but when you actually come to whether i like the people that i work with or not it's more long lasting that that satisfaction is a lot a, a lot more and also lasts longer what do you think are like the top 3 qualities an empathetic leader should have or they should be really mindful of these three things such a great question i think the first and foremost thing is when it comes to empathetic interactions you have to be able to let your ego go and you need to have an equal sitting 
where you're able to understand people for who they are. Right. So I think um, just just by reiterating that you have decades worth of experience or, you know, you've seen a lot of the world and this and that, that's not going to be helpful. Right. Yeah. If, if somebody is coming to you with a problem saying that, you know what, I'm feeling really burnt out. You don't say, hey, man, I've been in advertising for the last decade and this is how it is going to be. Um, so you should be able to put yourself in that person's shoes and say, you know, when I was in your place, how I felt and how you can change that for this person, because not all your traumas need to be transferred on to people that you are going to be in any sort of relationship with, right? whether it is personal or professional. The second thing I would say is being able to prioritize where your loyalties lie. If you say that I'm going to be an empathy first organization. If you say that I'm going to be an empathetic leader, are you going to be able to make certain sacrifices that won't look good on your profit and loss statement? Mm. It is a tough call because, and I can understand this, uh, not just from a personal experience point of view, but thinking about people who are answerable to their stakeholders, to people who have invested in the business, how do you how do you quantify empathy? You can't, right? So that again is something that one needs to be able to do on a regular basis. It's not that you can sit at the end of the year and be like, okay, this year I'm going to be kind and empathetic as opposed to being profitable. You can't do that, or vice versa. Uh, every single day you make innumerable decisions, and at the forefront of it all needs to be how are my people going to be impacted by this. I think the third thing is also um, being open to points of view that aren't necessarily yours. What I mean by that is a lot of the times we become jaded because of our experiences, because of what we think we know. We don't necessarily make space for the alternatives to exist. Um, And when somebody tries to show those alternatives to us, we either turn a deaf ear to that or we just shoot them down. We don't want to be okay with that or open to that. And we're doing ourselves a huge disservice by doing that, you know, because um, as a leader, I can tell you, a task can be done in a thousand different ways. Yours is not the only way to do it. Mm. Yes, there are, there are uh, parts of least resistance that you can take. But at the same time, each of them has a different level of output and kind of output. So if you're open to conversations, if you're open to hearing people out, even if they have a completely opposite view, you will realize that um, that, that you're not only probably doing a task better, you're not only probably... Um, improvising on what you had earlier thought of you're also empowering the other person yeah oh my god they were very nuanced answers I was not (laughs) I could not have predicted them and I think to your last point I want to know what you feel um uh, what I feel like how I would answer the same question yeah yeah Uh, one thing that definitely comes to my mind is that um 
you know how we always say that we should appreciate and celebrate each other's differences and we say yeah all backgrounds and all religions all races all that is fine but i think what we don't realize is that different people may also have different kinds of drives or ambitions or dreams so if my boss is really passionate and driven he or she may um project that on me and expect me to be as driven right and i have actually personally experienced this so one of my bosses was very ambitious and driven and i was fine with that but then they always felt that i wasn't you know push putting myself out there and i was i wasn't pushing myself and i could be doing a lot more i could be earning a lot more money i could have had a you know higher position and things like that and i was like you are not uh, taking into account the fact that i'm not as ambitious for me what's more important is to have a peaceful day so why you have to also respect what the other person wants so i feel like a lot of times bosses feel that it's their job to drive everybody and keep everybody equally motivated no they will not be it's like you know you've seen that illustration of different types of animals and they all asked to climb the same tree <laughs> yes <laughs> what if i'm a fish yeah i don't want exactly. to go on that tree so yeah. i just feel like i also feel that is also a trait of a leader that you are understanding that person to a point where you know how much to push them or yeah. you know how to bring the best out of them and you know how to use their strengths you know um one of the things that i realized very early on when i was managing teams was not everybody wants to be managed in the same style i'll yeah. give you one example okay um there are certain people who want you to have a one on one conversation with them and give them feedback in a close setting without letting other people know what that conversation was all about then there are those for whom saying anything one on one is like throwing water on duck's back they're just not aware of or they just don't want to listen to you when you're having that conversation and what tends to happen is they react better when there is a social setting and then you're giving them feedback in a social setting as a manager you need to keep your eyes out for both these kinds of people and mm-hmm. be able to cater to their needs as and when otherwise if you just follow one style of management for everybody in your team it's just going to fall flat yeah. and you're going to lose a lot of precious people just because you weren't able to manage them well yeah it's 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 not easy okay so i do have a couple more questions for you okay mm-hmm. um so if there is an extinction uh-huh. and you know everybody is going to die but you have been given a chance to leave a message to the next life form about humanity or humans what would you say <laughs> this is such a great question <laughs> um firstly i think i would uh, leave the note to them in the form of a song because i really think that the most beautiful way of expressing would be poetry in the form of music 
you have to play with the shadows as much as with the light beautiful and i've realized that when i've when i've been depressed or when i have like just stood in my own mm-hmm. bad thoughts or my sadness or i've sat with it and i've dealt with it then i have come up stronger and i've also again built more empathy because i know what it's like to be like that and okay. i i want to help other people and people who don't uh, feel those lows don't develop that ability always okay okay this is a good note to end this otherwise we'll never stop <laughs> <laughs> and i'll have a nice yeah but thank you vismaya for taking the time out and doing this oh not at all it's it gives me a lot of pleasure to actually be on one of my top podcasts from 2021 <laughs> what a way to end the year no like you made my day i'm so oh, happy <laughs> yeah and and for uh, all everybody who is listening follow this math podcast it's on spotify and it's called kind kind and also your instagram handle is the dot orange heart right that's right i'm so glad you did this thank you <laughs> yes lots of love <laughs> love you love you bye 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 jodo se lage usse kehta hai 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 jodo na lage usse kehta bye 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 aane do aane do dil mein aa jaane do kehta muskurah ko hai 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 jaane do jaane do तेरी है क्या खूबी जोड़ी है